You are now tuned into the tribe, where we share our passion in reviewing music and give you opinions we know you didn't ask for. I'm Marone, joined by my co-hosts, Dylan and Denzel. Please make sure to follow the tempo of our show today. everybody it's been a while this is uh your uh, host for this evening meron aka meron um it's gonna be a fun one temple tribe in the building i want to introduce my co-host denzel say what's up to the folks hey what's up, everyone it's denzel aka dj denzi i hope y'all are doing well staying happy and staying healthy out there to keep up with the themes it's uh dylan aka dj holla at your boy uh excited mm. for mm-hmm. today's discussion i don't know yeah. I want to hear about everybody's alter egos, different personas. Uh, this week is interesting. So I had a thing planned of like, oh, let's talk about rappers and nicknames and how cool that is and shit like that. And then a really funny thing happened over the weekend where somebody that we just assume is a violent person based on their outward persona I mean, I had a lot of stories are, but... about them. Yeah, it's probably still true. We'll talk about it later. But it had me kind of interested in like how people present themselves in the public if they're public figures and like how they lean into that versus how they try to escape that. Just something interesting that kind of popped in my head this past weekend. But before we get into all that, real quick, just some quick news. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Vice, Vice Media. Um, they're pretty mm-hmm. much bankrupt. They're dead. R.I.P. the crew. Um, yeah, they, they're they going bankrupt. They can't find any buyers. And I don't know if you guys had any. They, they had some legacy with music. Like They were more on the cutting edge. They were kind of like rambunctious when it comes to uh, to, the, to mainstream media. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sad to see that they, they couldn't keep up. But I don't know if you guys had any any thoughts on them before. We, besides like having them having Deezus and Meryl on for a show. I don't know if you had any opinions on them. I mean, Vice was a really nice uh, magazine or magazine slash articles to read about for yeah. a while. Uh, they had pretty good content for a while, but yeah, rest in peace to them. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading through this article, Marone, and it, it saw that I saw that there's a big chance he'll get picked up by someone. Hopefully, um, as someone who's been into like Vice for quite a few, like the last five years, I really do enjoy the content that they provide, and it was always cutting edge and edgy and. You know, a little bit different, so I really liked what they put out. So, if this is the end and RIP, that's gonna that's gonna sting. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, it just, I don't know. They just, whoever buys them is, you know, like is gonna affect the the output and it's gonna affect their coverage because they used to like. Apparently, they did like ride-alongs with terrorists. Like they used to like be in the. Like, no, I I saw those videos. Like they were crazy. <laughs> yeah, they like they really crazy stuff. Hardcore journalism. So um, it would be interesting because you see how Jeff Bezos bought up. I think it was was it was it the Washington Post. So shit like that, and like you see the sweet coverage that he gets mm-hmm. after, after that, and like how they become more corporate friendly. If you look at a lot of articles between now and 2016, it's crazy. Oh. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Media in general is dying, so it's more independent folks like us are going to keep thriving. So, too bad for y'all. Hence podcasts. Uh, yeah, it's podcasts. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, all right, Riders, uh, Riders Guild—they're on strike. This really, there's been a lot of strikes throughout the U.S., but this one is interesting because they're worried about AI taking over their jobs for writers, and this is affecting every television show you care about every movie and uh i don't know if it'll affect ghostwriters but regardless it's gonna it's gonna have an impact i don't know if you guys had any opinions on this at all i just thought it'd be interesting to mention that like striking is just it this i don't know if you guys remember this was you were old enough to remember 20 2007 maybe 2008 there was a writer strike it was like 15 years ago there was a writer strike around this time yeah and it every show got hit hard like you could tell like seasons cut short plot lines just fell off and it was like like there was a season of um it was amc's uh what do you call it uh walter white was that show oh breaking, breaking bad. bad breaking bad 
Yeah, Breaking Bad took a L. Like one character died, and everyone's like, "Why?" And it was like, <laughs> That's cool. huh. You know, I've I've been seeing like a lot of shows are like ending. Soon, I don't know if that's related to the writer's strike, or maybe they had that that plan uh, before that. If they saw that coming, like in the distance, I don't know. But yeah, I have been following the writer's strike for a little bit. Yeah, pay our writers, point blank, period. Yeah, Denzel, you got any feelings on this one, man? Wasn't there um, there was a concern with the amount of writers, right? Because I think one of the things they brought up in the Writers Guild Association. Or lines, lines. My apologies. That they that they were now there wasn't enough of them to provide the services that they were providing to the bunch all these companies. Um, I just think it's. I mean, I think it sucks that they're not getting enough pay. I mean, that's the biggest thing is like give them more pay, of course, because with the and I think one of the things they brought up in the article as well was that with the more, with the increase of streaming services and the increase of people watching new movies and like Netflix putting out all these different new movies and like you have different streaming services and all these things. I mean. At this rate, you might as well pay them more because they are providing you a service to provide you with all these streaming services and these abilities to see all these different films, TV shows, etc. So, more power to them. I, I, I do, re- I do re- really respect that they're doing this. Yeah, the big, the big issue is that they're treating them like a gig economy, so they're trying to treat them like an Uber driver, where they're just like we're just hire you for a certain amount of time, and then whatever they need, they'll add, they'll like call somebody later to punch up a a script. So like, oh, just come in for like a day and like fix whatever you don't like. Oh, they don't have. They're not permanently on the. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, besides the AI stuff, there's like they're just not getting steady jobs. Like it's just it's hard to maintain. Like it's a, like for, it's kind of like a freelance job. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's turning into that. Even though these shows are lasting like twenty three episodes. But anyways, anyway, I thought I thought that I found that funny. Um, but yeah, man. So talk about please somebody talk about Kachamine first before we, we go on. Let's actually talk about some music before we go on. Well, first of all, I will say thank you. Thank you, Dylan, for fixing that. Uh, see, I, 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 didn't, I didn't add it. I didn't add it to the script because it doesn't come out till May. 16th. No, no. So I put May 16th, but I was like, oh. it actually meant May 19th. My, oh, okay. my, I'm, I'm being dyslexic. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's just too much uh, excitement, bro. It's too yeah, much excitement. yeah. But I, I'm, I'm excited for this. I mean, we only heard one single thus far. I'm hoping maybe they'll drop another single this weekend. And just call it for a little bit, and then May nineteenth when it drops. I mean, Kate Nada said best summer. It's already out. it's gonna be the summer album. So mm-hmm. that's all I need here. I saw Mina tweet last night. Summer begins May nineteenth. I've never felt any. I've never felt any other words harder than those words that I saw for this year. Just this year. Okay, I'll but, just say like but, I heard yeah. that I love you before or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, the features too. Like, there's Freddie Gibbs, there's Snoop Dogg. Off the top of my head, there's Amare, the Ghanaian singer. Uh, who else is on there? Mm, I mean, well, we, we heard Pharrell on the uh, single, but yes, yeah, yeah, I think it's so only like four people. Yeah, so vibey, so wavy. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll report back in Dylan. I think your episode's next after mine, so by then. <laughs> We should have some news on that. For so sure. We'll get Are we doing reviews this season or what? Do y'all want to do? Ooh. We can. I mean, we, yeah. Do I you mean, want to? I'm down. Do. I'm always so, down. Yeah. Are we do it right now? If it, <laughs> all right. If it's good enough, we'll review it. But. All right. Whoa, whoa. It will be good enough. Hold on. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, man. So uh, speaking of good enough, I got nothing, man. We need a uh, training order for, uh, for Breezy himself, a.k.a. Chris Brown. So what happened this weekend, fellas? The group chat was ablaze. The number one 
Chris Brown, Dick Ryder was torn asunder. His two favorite <laughs> uh, idols were fighting each other. Usher, Chris Brown. There seems to be some sort of altercation. Um, we're going to get a little gossipy here. Basically, I think there was something to do with, I don't know, some sort of disagreement with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tiana, Tiana Taylor. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, so Tiana Taylor, he was yelling at her, calling her bitch, whatever, whatever. And I guess the Usher coming in, this is like during Chris Brown's birthday, so Usher's just coming in trying to like break it up and keep it peaceful. And apparently after that, Usher gets jumped by Chris Brown and Chris, Chris, Chris Brown's goons. So Chris Brown does have a history of jumping R&B artists. Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was believable. That's what we see on the outside when it comes to Chris Brown. He is aggressive towards men and women. Then later on, we get some other footage that doesn't, that seems that he's also having another altercation. And then I'm just, summer, I'm just, Quickly basically yeah, yeah. it doesn't it, it seems like not everything was as it seems who knows also usher doesn't have a black eye or a bloody nose also tiana taylor looks unbothered so it could have just been him being loud regardless it was very funny how quickly all of us even the super fans were like yeah he probably did that shit <laughs> <laughs> he really did <laughs> there was no hesitation it's like yeah he has a record so <laughs> i want to ask you guys what, what were your thoughts on that? Before we go into the, the rest of the episode, what were you guys' thoughts on uh, this? Denzel, why don't you go first real quick? Because I know Dylan got some shit, but let me hear Denzel real quick. My first thought was, you know, I knew Chris Brown was always like this, man. I, just from the get-go, you know, he always be. Now, um, when I thought about it, I mean, I, I didn't really look too deep into it. Cause I was like, like, based upon this history, that's what he's always been the type to do. You know, always to kind of like jump into things first without thinking. Um, so I love how in the group chat we're all like discussing and talking about it, and then the the, the super fan himself sends some some information retracting all the things that were said, and he's just like, "Take that back, take that back," <laughs> and he just went on and on. I was like, "Look, I, 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 I and you know, I told him, I said, I'll think about it. I will, <laughs> I will think about it because <laughs> wait till I see another article saying no, nah, actually, that should actually happen." Exactly. There was actually no renu- there was no renouncing what he did with the some part. He was renouncing some parts, but not all of the weekend. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just said y'all on, you. as if we don't have eyes. Dylan, what did you think of all the, all these instances? <laughs> and are, are you were you surprised at all? Look, when it comes to Chris Brown, it's like you know that thing: innocent until proven guilty. That man is the opposite. It's like guilty until proven innocent. Like this man has a track record. So I was thinking, yeah, we haven't seen the videos and shit like that, but then we saw clips. We never really saw the fight, but it looked like there was mm-hmm. some sort of like tension building. This man has a history. Like just recently, he threw a woman's phone in the crowd when she was trying to uh, film him dancing on her. Like he could have like at least put it in his pocket or like. But I'm not gonna. I'm not. Well, there, there's there's way more ways to go about it than doing that. He's punched some women before, other than Rihanna. Yep. And like it's just I'm not a I'm not a big Chris Brown fan, so like it, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not gonna say the man should be canceled, but boy needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Your boy needs therapy. Mm-hmm. And that I'm gonna end it right there. Yes. It's it's doing it's frozen, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yo, Dylan needs Wi-Fi. Yo, hold on. <laughs> Dylan, you froze up. Yeah, like, my, uh, wi- my Wi-Fi going crazy. <laughs> I was done. I was done. I was, was getting, Nah, it was yeah, getting beaten up by Chris. It was because he was speaking on Chris Brown's name. Chris Brown's like, oh, hell no. 
He's getting doxxed by Chris Brown. That's hilarious. For real. Yeah, I, I think since since 2009, I think there's been a... Even though he tried to clean it up after the Rihanna um, assault, like, you know, he had the bow tie, he was on television, he tried to clean up his 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 image, his persona. Yeah, like, it, yeah. He really couldn't escape it. Every year has been always some news, drug possession, gun possession, whatever that shit, but, like, just violence against other human beings around him, men, women, whatever. Uh, and, it, you know, people try to clean it up and they say, oh, he has a kid. Like, he's learned from his lessons or whatever like that. But it's very – he's a – I said this last time we talked about the king of R&B. And I was like, he's just a repeat offender. He's going to keep doing it. He's not going to change. So that's just who he is on the outside, at mm-hmm. least. Probably on the inside, too. Which brings us to our subject for today. So I think it's time to – Check your vibe. Check your vibe. Double up. <laughs> hey. It's that <laughs> good. So nice you have to hit it twice. Oh Thank you, Dylan. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about musical performance. <laughs> so when, you, when, you get, when I talk about personas, I'm not just talking about the video game. I'm just talking about like basically a public image that a person is putting out, <laughs> a character, a role. I like it's Y'all should play that game, um, Persona 5. And I just, I I'm interested because when I think about like why do artists do that, like what do we, what do we look for? Like is this – because you can't just be like a regular guy named Dave, right? You got to be a person that has like a certain image in like a are certain the, flow. Are these shots a little dicky? <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I said Dave and I was like, wait, I'm not trying to let it go. And I'm watching Dave right now, man. That show's hard as well. I'm weak. I need yeah, a shout out to Dicky. That's the persona right there. Yeah. But like, it's it's interesting, right? Like he has a whole TV show that supports his his image, right? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. So no multimedia platform. He's a rapper. He's all that. So. And I was thinking about like different ways, like why do they do that? So I like they're for marketing, and I instantly thought of Gangstalicious, where he was like, obviously he was a, he was a closet homosexual dude on the show Boondocks. Yeah. And, like, he had the hard hetero persona, and it was when he took that off that the show got even more interesting. But I'm just saying that he had a reason to do it. So I kind of want to ask you guys, would you? I have a whole list of reasons why I think people do this kind of things: having alter egos, having different personas that they have, uh, publicly artists do specifically but why do you guys think uh artists go about doing that why are they just like jermaine cole yes dylan please jermaine cole has an alter ego okay uh i think it's to (laughs) just delve into a different realm of creativity or maybe to tap into some different energy where they can keep their artistry fresh their creativity fresh um that's what i think Denzel, what do you think bro I would like to agree with Dylan on that point. Um, a big example of this is Playboy Cardi. I think someone who used to be a SoundCloud rapper who has turned into a King Vamp um, has really taken taken that creativity that he's taken into. And then I think it, I think it gets exemplified by the fans if we talk about that. Um, I think that once the fans take that and they start amplifying it, I think that becomes like part of their persona too to continue pursuing that persona. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like that the, yeah. So you're saying like the, the audience can kind of like latch onto it, right? Yeah. They latch onto a specific persona and then that makes that in turn, it creates a, a positive feedback loop to where now this person wants to act like this and then the fans push love it more. And then I like that. I like that. Um, I had so many people I was thinking of when it came to like, when it comes to like new ways to like push their artistry forward and mm-hmm. like, uh, I think the most, when I thought of like alter egos and like different ways that people hide themselves, the one Kung Fu Kenny came up really fast, Kendrick Lamar, and mm-hmm. during the album Damn, which okay, yeah, I know, <laughs> but I found it interesting because when I was doing, I was looking up articles of like where did Kung Fu Kenny come from? Because obviously he brings in the Rush Hour Two character from uh, played by Don Cheadle. He was in the mm-hmm. DNA video, and then you know he talked. They talked about like that's the role that he wanted. I never saw the video shorts when he was doing that. You know the, the short clips where he was looking for the glow. Do you guys remember this when he was yeah. like, doing Kung Fu? 
Remember, the, remember, like the concert interludes. Remember when we saw? Oh saw the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the character, the Kung Fu Kenny character, is like looking for, like basically, like the the pit, pinnacle of rap because he's making a right. reference to the Last the Dragon and all that. Uh, yeah. Um, so I I found that interesting. Like so the the he was using that as a way to to kind of like push his shit forward, and he's telling a story. It's like another storytelling uh, through through like another medium as well. Um, but I also thought of uh, MF Doom and uh, D- Denzel. He had many AKAs. Do you, can you name them all? Let's do this right now. <laughs> You're calling me out on this now? Damn right. Dang. He had like a... Was it like Danger Doom? It was like... Oh, Danger man. Doom was a collaboration, actually. No, Danger Doom was a collaboration. I, I li- um, met, uh, Metal Face. Um, there was... Dude, there's so many... Fa- like right now, I can't even think of any because you just called me on the spot. Honestly, <laughs> to be frankly honest with you, like I, I for some reason just blanked out when you still called me out on that. No, it's, all, it's all good, Dylan. Do you have any before I go through? Not at all. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, so, yeah. there's Doctor Doom. There's mm. yeah, sort of yeah, Danger Doom. No, that's just, no, we already mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just go. Just go. I got you. I got you. I got you. So the uh, MF Doom is so interesting to me because he was an artist in the early '90s. And his story is actually really tragic, right? Because he was Zev Love with a small group. Uh, they had a song called Peach Fuzz. It was actually really good. And in the early 90s and then during the mid-90s, his brother, which is his, his producer and one of his co-artists, he, he passed away. And like he kind of hid away for a few years. And then he came back in the late 90s, 98, 99, as MF Doom, Metal Face Doom. And he came back with a yeah. mask, metal mask that he, he never took off. And I, I know you guys know the story, but just for the audience. And he only performed with the mask on. And he had this... Complete, he was he was like a he was like an early '90s like Tribe Called Quest native tongue type of rapper, but then right, by the right. late '90s he had a completely different flow. Subject matter was crazy, wordplay was insane. Like he really went into a cave. Like he he went to Tibet. Like he was he did a, he did a MF, <laughs> he did a doom thing. Like he just became literally, a different person. Literally, and did. I found it you know fascinating because each persona he has like had different themes. Like King Ghidorah was based on like the uh, Godzilla monster, and he mentioned I have an article here. They mentioned that he did King Ghidorah, for example, like another character was because he said he was tired of all the stuff part hip hop that was being released at the time. And he wanted to be like more of a villain to like fight against that mm-hmm. and fuck it up. Nice. So like there's kind of a purpose uh, to it. Yeah. Victor Vaughn and all these things like that. So he just had so many different names. And Denzel, you were talking about like when he was becoming a uh, danger mouse, that's just like a different collaboration. So he becomes a different mm-hmm. uh, artist in that respect, too. So really, 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 uh, really smooth. Um it's- so sorry to interject real quick. It's funny how you mentioned King Ghidorah because that's actually one of the albums my little brother got me into. Um, there's a song on there that's really incredible, Fast Lane. It's like one of the best songs I've heard on that album. And I've been trying to find the vinyl for King Ghidorah for the longest time, but it's it's such a hard find. It's such a hard find to find that piece. But I I did not know it was an MF Doom like alias until recently because of my little brother. He says, "Oh yeah, it's MF Doom." It's like I was like, "Oh shit!" It's insane. He just disappears into the role. It's crazy. Um... Dylan, do you have any any before I keep going? I have a few that I just kind of like. I just want to highlight because I found them really interesting. And the the, the alter egos I'm going to list today, they all did like really weird different things. So I want I want to mm. get you in if you had any. Yeah, yeah, I actually have uh, quite a few Please. that I <laughs> that pulls I have. His... Yeah, pulls up my uh, notes. Uh, first, you have a uh, Mac Miller, aka Larry Fisherman. That's oh, yes. his. Uh, yes, that's his uh, producer persona. So, yeah, whenever he is producing either his music or other people's. I know he had a mixtape, either mixtape or album, I don't remember, that he was like, a.k.a. Larry Fishman, like, throughout the whole 
then produced all his music. So, yeah. yeah. And real then quick. He, oh, go that, ahead. Sorry, real quick. Larry, so... Um, Mac Miller is. Would you say he was the best white rapper since Eminem, or would you? Ooh. Yeah, Jack Harlow can miss me with what he said. Mac Miller is <laughs> yeah, definitely no, the best no. white rapper since Eminem. Yeah, to definitely me. better. Yeah, definitely. I okay. agree. Just confirming that, please proceed. Oop. Okay. For who? <laughs> All right, Jack Man. It's still a good album. It's still a good album. Okay. Uh, you have uh, Nicki Minaj, aka Roman Zelensky. I know you're her Roman. Roman. <laughs> <laughs> And you heard Roman on Monster, Roman Reloaded. I think mm-hmm. that was a song with Eminem, Roman Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's just, it just a lot of, I think it was, a lot of it was on Pink Friday, that Pink Friday mm-hmm. era. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you have uh, Beyonce, a.k.a. Sasha Fierce. And mm-hmm. uh, That one always confused me because I'm not a Beyonce fan. Can you explain that one? Yeah, I don't So, I, I think it, it's an example of just tapping into, like, a different energy, a different oh. persona because... She was always known. I mean, I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. I, I know another Beyonce fan that definitely knows this. Hmm. Uh, so she had like two sides of the album. I am then Sasha Fierce. And I am is more of like the traditional R&B Beyonce, like sad songs, like happy songs. See, but like more traditional R&B. And then the Sasha Fierce side is more of like the uh, I'm a diva uh, single ladies, like the hardcore type of like, oh, okay. I'm going to talk my shit. So that was her just, I feel like, tapping into a different person. I don't know if, like, that was the first time, like, she really started becoming more fierce <laughs> with her music. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's nope. that's another. Uh, you already mentioned Kung Fu Kenny, Kendrick, so I, I had that on my list. Uh, Machiavelli, Tupac, uh, tapped into that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the album. Uh, it's not Me Against the World. It's another album. Uh, but he he had like a he tapped into like a Machiavelli type of like mm. uh, rap, different from what he was doing uh, at the time. And then a few more uh, really quick. Uh, the Beatles they were the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club for like an album. And then <laughs> uh, Ti really pissed me off with this one. Tip. God damn tip. But he was literally the same person. Y'all remember that Ti versus Tip album? Yeah, oh, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't want to talk about it, man. I remember what? that video. Yeah, that was yeah. Like, me, me versus me. Me versus me. <laughs> He's his only competition. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like he kind of went downhill from there after that, but I don't know. Remember but, his yeah. album was Tip. Tip. Yeah, that shit. That shit pissed me off. <laughs> That's that serious, bro. Like, what does that stand for? I'm, okay. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, Janae Aiko back in her. Uh, mixtape days when she went into her raps, uh, mm. separate from the R&B, she called herself J Jay Henny. Hmm. Jay Henny. Jay Henny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But that's 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 all I have. She's a mother. I love that. Uh. Um. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> no, those are all really good. Um. I kind of wanted to. I went to like more. I try to go outside of R&B and rap. And I went back and I found some really good art, like articles about like just different alter egos I never heard of. And I found one about David Bowie, mm. and he had an album in the seventies about uh, an artist. Now he called himself Ziggy's uh, Stardust, and this it's a was good and album. I quote, it's a fire I, album. "Yeah, I never heard it before. It was so cool." Wait, yeah, no, we sleep, bro. Uh, but he was in uh, this. This character is a bisexual alien rock star that was sent to save the earth. This is part of the, the narrative. That sounds like Playboy like Cardi. That really yeah. does sound like Playboy Cardi. Yeah, he came to save the earth from an apocalypse. And like, this was in the late 70s, so just having any type of queer representation, just such right, an interesting right. way for him to use that character as a way to push that, uh, push his identity towards that. So cool. 
So that was interesting. And then also, in the, kind of around the same line, Prince, he had a character called Camille, where he was in the studio altering his voice to sound more androgynous and feminine. Mm-hmm. And he had an album about that. I don't think that album ever came out. I, don't, I think maybe, maybe he did one album like that. But again, I'm not a huge Prince person because he never puts his music out anywhere unless it's you have to buy it. But that's just my own gripe. We had just things like that. And then, of course, there's the entire Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to them, Denzel, I think it's interesting that they took over so much of so much of the identity came from Marvel, first of all. Yeah, yeah. They had their own, they made their own comic books and stuff. Yeah, their own comic books. Everything's from Kung Fu Films. You know, shout out to the Kung Fu Kenny. But what's interesting is that uh, Bobby Digital from RZA's alter ego, he had so many albums and uh, different um, projects that he was doing. And apparently, apparently, I was just reading articles on RZA and like where he came up with the, with the character for for that. He said he was uh, from a really good bag of weed. The while he weed. Was <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Just It'd be simple, like that. straight into the point. <laughs> I did weed in the studio. Yeah, he said that he just basically he did it because he wanted to create something more digital, high speed, numbers oriented, and like just I a different work. I respect that for real. Sounds yeah, funny. and he's and he's found a lot of success doing that. So I just I find it interesting that like this guy who was established as one of the best hip hop group founder <laughs> members of all time decided to just fuck off and do something crazy like that. And then um. I think a rebrand was interesting. So I saw Titty Boy and I thought of Two Chains. So do you guys know? I don't really remember the history of him doing this. I just know that like he changed his name. He just became like so much more famous. Double Bag Boys came out. Changed, did he, was it a branding thing? Did he not want to be known as Titty Boy anymore? Or, like what, I think what? I think so. I love that. Yeah, man. But yeah, this just interesting. I'm trying to see if I have any more I want to talk to you guys about. But... I think DJ Khaled used to have an alias. I just don't remember what it was. It was something to do with 9-11. What? <laughs> no, look, let's this. let's take two let's take two seconds and like research like look this I up. Know. Time out. Nine eleven. Let me see. That's why he changed to the DJ Khaled. Was it DJ Wood before DJ Allah? No, I, I'm about it's like I'm, I'm about to look it that way. Oh man, DJ Haram. This is funny. This is intermission. You got to play. Hold the on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think it was a rab attack. Hey yo! <laughs> I'm, I'm, what? <laughs> I'm weak. You, you think I'm fucking kidding with you? No, that sounds familiar. Okay, DJ, sounds... D, okay, here's the right. Here it is. D, it a DJ red. DJ Khaled's original name was a rab attack, but he had it changed after 9/11. <laughs> yo, that is insane. That is hilarious. Hey, it's fucked up, but this is the part where I'm going to add in the edit, like, just bombs dropping. Like, I got to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, so, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a great rebrand. So, Titty Boy and A-Rev Attack, definitely glad they got rid of those, for sure. Um, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, basically... <laughs> Wait, yeah. I can just... I just can't imagine DJ Khaled saying, how, you know how he tags himself, but imagine switching to attack him. I'm sorry. No, I'm laughing at the titty boy. Because, like, how do you come up with that? Titty boy. You it was a crazy boy. That's hilarious. That is so he was funny. getting titties, man. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Slim Shady or Eminem, but that's obviously mm, a famous one. Yes, yes. The, well, the real Slim Shady piece stand up. So, yeah, just, I think, I think the most interesting way that, artists keep it fresh we've talked about this the whole time but like keeping it fresh and like pushing their art forward and like staying relevant for so long it's really cool to see artists instead of phoning it in or kind of retiring they do 
they choose that like even as, as small or as big as it is as it's like drastic as doom is versus as small as uh some other artists just putting like a small little voice in the background like sometimes j cole puts a little mini voice in the back of his songs you're like all right that's weird but cool little jermaine but <laughs> yeah man I, I, I think that's dope uh just extra layer of storytelling and um yeah this is gonna be a short episode guys but i just kind of wanted to ask you both if you had to come up with your own alter egos dylan i don't know if we talked about this on on content but you do dj like you're kind of getting into that right? not dj sorry you do produce produce, produce yeah. yeah 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 i am getting into so have you have you thought sure. yeah so have you have you thought about i don't know if you want to talk about it but have you thought about like what your producer name would be like yeah you know, how would you feel oh yeah i already yeah, know he, my, he, i've he, been he, knew my producer name before i even started mm. i was the first thing i thought about woke mm. by woke <laughs> i feel like you told us okay yeah Woke five woke. That would be my. He did tell us. Producer tag right there. So what's what's the woke five woke? So what would be the, like what's the what's the relevance of that? Like what's the is there like a message behind it? It just sounded fly or like would you had like a drop to it like a tag? I'll definitely have a drop. Like if it ain't woke, don't listen. (laughs) That's it right there. That's it right there. Okay, like come on now. That's that's kind of fire. Yeah, but no. Um, honestly, the inspiration came from um. Broke five broke from uh the how do you say what's it? late registration know. days yeah late mm. registration which is one of my favorite well really one of my favorite rap albums of all time so I like the broke five broke thing mm-hmm. and I was like you know what it'd be cool if my producer tag was woke five woke and that's where it came. You didn't talk about Kanye. He has aliases. Yeezus. Yay. Yeezy. Mm. Are those alter egos? I feel like they're just changing his name legally, like multiple times. <laughs> yeah, he straight up changed his name, but I guess yeah, yay, it'll be an alter ego. I don't think it is, man. I think he because he like when he I don't goes think on, it is either. I don't. Yeah, when he I goes on interviews, he's like, "Call me yay." It's like uh, Jay Z <laughs> calling uh, himself Hova, like Jay Hova. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Denzel, we know that your DJ name is DJ Denzi. Uh, was it for convenience? Or is there is there uh, is there a story behind that? Did, did an old flame call you Denzi, and you just you know what I'm saying? Nah. So actually, it was a combination of multiple things. People just started calling me that by like like as a nickname. That's a really simple story. And I was like, at first, I was like, man, I don't know if I want that. And I kept thinking about, man, it just sounds like it's just very smooth and it's very easy to hear. And I'm like, you know what? It's it's simple to the ears. Everyone can hear it. Yeah. So I was like, just Denzi. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Would you ever entertain like an alter ego or like so, like if you feel like you want to switch your flow? Maybe you're doing more electric now, and then you want to go straight to like if I want to do K-pop. Yeah, I don't even know. But if I want to do more heavy stuff, it'd be Demon Dens. <laughs> you had that on deck. Okay. <laughs> you gotta you gotta drop it. It's Demon Time. Yeah. Write that down. All right, bet it's Demon Time. All right, man. I can't wait for Denzel's next show. God dang. All right. Nah, that's not for a while, man. Look, let's let's when when I get established and when I get big. So we, that's what we're doing. Okay. Well, I can't I can't wait for you to switch up on everybody. Go Hollywood, become Demon Dens. It's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah, man. This is this is what I think about. I I I I really don't have much else to to speak on this episode. I wanted this one to be a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, I think these AKAs are so cool. I th- I like go I like dive, diving deep and seeing what these artists are trying to like deliver to us, different messages, and yeah, I think um, we should uh, we should always we should be more accepting of it. I think sometimes we we get mad when artists are staying there; they don't stay in the lane that we remember them in, and we mm-hmm. get kind of upset. 
but I think it's good to be like Dylan bringing up Car- uh, I was gonna say Cardi, bringing up Nikki. I think was a great point because that's she was the best artist on that uh, monster track. So mm-hmm. that's thanks to her her persona for sure. But yeah, if you, if you guys have any last minute uh, comments before we wrap up, let me know. Maybe Rick Ross would be like the uh... <laughs> lemon pepper step up. Yeah, lemon pepper <laughs> step up. <laughs> the lemon pepper step up. <laughs> Lemon pepper my wings. I eat pears now and shit like that. I ain't even know it. So you got anything, man? As you take a sip. All I gotta say is that aliases they make the world go round. I think they're very important. I think especially in the industry that we are in, like not just for rap, they play a big role. And I think it helps to, like we said earlier, right? It helps to strengthen the artist's creativity and be able to dive into different realms without feeling too worried about destroying their self-image if that makes sense you know like i think sometimes mm-hmm. people do different aliases and different things so they can be like hey this is my other thing but if it didn't work out at least i tried yeah exactly i t- totally agree um yeah man um yeah i can't i don't know i when thinking about like an alter ego i could never because you because you want it to be timeless like woke fi woke is a good one for sure demon dens is always demon time but like I don't know. Like when I'm on when I'm online, like I used to would go. What's my my PSN name is? Oh the, God, the King. <laughs> yeah, what is the Pumas. origin of that, bro? You still wear I Pumas? love wearing Pumas, bro. Because you love to wearing Pumas. To this day, actually, I just bought some uh, fucking uh, Adidas. Shit's as soft as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that bit, this is about to be Adidas King now. Adidas King, nah, man. Adidas God. Adidas Nika. <laughs> 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 all, right, all right too much anime games all right man let's wrap this up man um i want to thank you guys again for listening a little bit shorter than compared to the hour plus uh adventure last week but i just kind of wanted to talk into this uh the, about these akas um yeah chris brown get your shit together but you're not going to so who cares um denzel do you have any last minute uh things you want to say to the people as we say bye um i just want to say everyone stay happy stay healthy stay safe this is denzel peace out and uh, this is Dylan, a.k.a. DJ, a.k.a. Woke by Woke. Remember to always do what makes you happy. Woke by Woke, you got canceled. All right, man. One love. <laughs> Thank y'all. Peace. Oh, yeah. Also, don't forget to follow us at Tempo underscore Tribe, Temple oh, yes. Tribe, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Facebook group. We in there. Like, Wait. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, we'll see y'all. This was recorded a little early, so the next episode will come out. It'll come out on time, but the next one will come out. End of the month, I think so. Anyway, peace. Uh, Chris Brown's uh, alter ego would be who? Uh, parole, parolee. <laughs> Whoa! Wrong answers only. Yo, leave them in the comments section. I think Spotify has comments now. Beat them up, beat them up, beat them up. Beat them up, beat them up, beat them up. He's just going to keep doing it. Bro. I mean, depends what you think about. Will he ever change his ways? Chris Brown? No, because he gets facilitated. He's going to make an album called Redemption. You think he's going to be a bush? In the, in the album cover, it's going to be him looking up like this with his. Really? I don't think he did.